What's going on, everyone? You are now listening to a brand new episode of your favorite podcast. This is the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. Today's interview is so awesome, and I truly cannot wait till we get to it because it's an exciting topic for me, and I think it should be an exciting one for you all. But before we get into that, I want to say a few things as usual. The first thing I want to say is thank you to the great producers of this show, DB Podcasts, Ben, Miles, Jordan. They're the ones that produce the show and they have the super high quality editing process to ensure that each episode comes through your speakers or headphones sounding as clear as the water in Fiji. So big shout out to DB Podcast as always. They have exciting podcasts. They're doing great things over there. So they are always appreciated. And I like to give them a little love when I feel it's necessary and I haven't done so in a while. Next, let's talk about social media. I guarantee that every one of you listening right now has some sort of social media account on a platform. So while you're listening to the show, pull up any social media app that you have, your favorite one, search at TBOTB pod or type out the full name of the show, the best of the best Mavericks guide to success and make sure you give the show a follow, a like, you're keeping up with the activity of it. That's how we inform people about giveaways and such. Another cool way to interact with the show is to visit the website we have for the podcast. And that is at, not at, I shouldn't say it's not a social media, it's a website. TBOTBpod.com is the website. And on there, there's some cool features that let you interact with some of the guests on the show in a different way. You can also fill out a form to recommend a guest. Say, hey, I think Maverick needs to have this person on the show or they need to have that person. Or let's say you are the person listening to the show that wants to come out. Fill out the form about yourself. And before we go into the interview, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast as it helps me, but it also helps you. It helps me because it helps with the organic growth of the show, but it helps you because once you're subscribed, you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. And on a different note, but somewhat related, if you are listening to the show using the Apple Podcast app, please leave a five-star review as that also helps with the growth of the podcast in an organic way. And as always, I feel so blessed and I thank you all for always showing support to the podcast, always sending nice messages. And I feel lucky that I have the best of the best listeners. So thank you, everyone. Now, please remember that the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only. I cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will attain a particular result from the information provided. You should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed. Now, we finally have all that good stuff from the intro out of the way. So let's speed right into this week's interview. 
For today's show, I would like to introduce our very special guest, someone I'm really excited to talk to because what he does, his brand, his company is very cool and it's something that I use quite often. But his name is Harris Glazer and he is the owner of Midnight Express Power Boats. He owns it with his brother, so it's a family-owned business, which I also love. But Harris, bro, welcome to the best of the best. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Always. I'm glad to finally get you on the show. We're sitting in their office in Miami. But Harris, I always like to start with some basic information about you so the guests can get to develop a little better understanding of who you are. So where did you grow up? Sure. Uh, Born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Lived there till I was 18. Went to Babson College up in uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts. Uh, Studied entrepreneurship and immediately moved to Miami for Midnight Express. Awesome. I actually, I didn't know you went to Babson. I had I a, did. I had a friend that went to Babson. They're a big, it's a big entrepreneur school, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big entrepreneur, number one entrepreneurship school for God knows how long. Uh, met my wife there actually as oh, well. So that's amazing. Uh, big, big Babson guy over yeah, here. Yeah. That's one of my buddies was, uh, he went on Shark Tank and then he went to Babson. Okay. So, very yeah, cool. Got, got to deal with Mark Cuban. Shout out Brew. He just sold it actually. Um, but outside of boating, what other hobbies do you have? Yeah. Uh, skiing, Golf is a big hobby of mine uh, lately, and going out to Colorado, we've been fly fishing lately, and that's that's been really cool. We're not really that good at it, but it's <laughs> it's it's been awesome. And uh, I've always wanted to try fly fishing. It's super cool and relaxing, and it's off the grid, so that's been super yeah, exciting to do. Little golf, little skiing, I like it all. When you were a little boy, what did you think you were gonna do when you grew up? That's a big question. That's a good <laughs> question. I actually, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I ever grew up thinking I would be one thing or another. My father, my brother, our father, my brothers and my father was a, uh, he was an ophthalmologist. Um, and so, you know, very inundated in his work and, and was a researcher on top of being a, a physician. And so that was something that maybe piqued my interest just because he was, yeah. but I'm not sure I was ever really prepared to be a doctor. So I'm not sure I actually had a anything I really wanted to be. Wow. That's a first. That's the first answer we've had on the podcast and they didn't know (laughs) what they wanted to do. But it's funny because when I ask people that question, I think to myself, you know, what did I think I was going to do? And I think I don't really know. Like, I think I always wanted to follow my dad's footsteps sort of thing too, which I am going through with that. But I think, you know, I didn't really same like entrepreneurship. Let's see where this goes and where it takes me. So I'm sort of on that same route. But now that we have all that stuff out of the way, we know a little bit about you. Let's get into boats, right? Perfect. You make the best of the best boats out there. I'll vouch for that personally. Thank you. But for those listeners that don't know about Midnight Express and what you guys are and what you do here, let's start from the ground. So I know that you did not start Midnight from the ground up. You actually bought it. Correct. So let's talk about that. How did you end up buying Midnight? How did that ordeal happen? How did you say, I want to buy a boat brand and crank it up? Yeah. So my brother is an engineer by trade. Uh, After college, he went to work for another boat manufacturer, another center console manufacturer down here in, in Miami. And as he was working there and I was getting close to finishing at Babson, we thought it would be a great family business to own a boat manufacturing company. So we looked at a bunch of boat manufacturing companies to acquire, and it turned out that Midnight Express just sort of fit the bill for us in terms of size and and availability and uh, to grow, right? We wanted a company that was there, but could be grown. Yeah, And I think this afforded the perfect opportunity for that. 
Got it. So it painted the perfect picture for you guys that said you already have a sort of established brand, but you knew in your heart of hearts with along with your family that you guys could come in here and sort of crank it up and turn it into what it is today and keep going further then. Yeah, that was it. And and we came in and we, you know, we rebranded and and you know, kept the name but but new branding and you know, made it our own. We, yeah. we you know What about the logo? Was the logo the same? Nope, nope. So oh, that was something logo. we came in new logo this uh, great guy out of baltimore created the logo and like a f actually the font we have a whole alphabet of just the font oh wow which is sort of a s special font f that's ours um so it's been that was like the ground floor stuff right yeah. it's it's great we have an established company but let's bring it to be more modern yeah. everything you know no offense to what he did because obviously he built a great company and a great brand uh just bring it you know a little bit more youthful yeah exuberance. Put a new touch on it. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is your role within the company? Yeah. So my brother and I split our roles. So my brother's an engineer. So he does the production and the engineering uh, and the design. And I do the sales, marketing, finance. Got it. Yeah, you're, you would take the role that I would have took. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Engineering is definitely not something that, no, that no. would be my specialty at no, all. Me, me neither. Me neither. Got it. So let's go into boats now. Like I said, you know, I love Midnight's. You know I love Midnight's. No, I appreciate it. So will you give the listeners a little background on what makes the Midnight so cool, right? And for all of you listeners out there, Midnight Express... I, like I just said before, will personally vouch it is the coolest center council boat that I have ever been on. But I'll let Harris take it from there and tell you guys about it and tell you what center council means and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I guess I got to break it down yeah, a little bit more. Down for since, them all. Right. Uh, the physical council where you drive from is in the center of the boat. It's an open style boat with a small cabin underneath. But you know, most of my boats are not meant for sleeping in there. Yep. It's a day boat. So we build a high performance, highly customizable day boat. Our boats range from 60 miles an hour, probably on the slow end, all the way to just a touch over 100 miles an hour for the fastest boat we've built. Is the fastest boat you built the TT Duchess? It is. Is yes, it is because yeah. they, you know, they live a street over from us. Yeah, he that's right, yeah. he does. So we said we see him a, a good yeah, amount. Yeah, that's a 34 with quad 450s. That's an it that boat's powered, yeah, by yeah, it's overpowered, but that boat is unbelievably fast. But that's the fastest one, yes, and that's is. that will hit. What do you think? I, I won't say out loud, okay. it, it's fast. Okay, I haven't been on it when it's done anything, but it, it's got to be high 90s, low 100s, is got my it. guess. Okay, I think what makes our boats unique is the customization, and then also the color schemes. So yeah. I know that sounds really simple. You can go buy a car and it can be whatever color, right? Yeah. Every car company has 20 cars, 20 different color options that they'll offer you. In boats, historically, it was, okay, our boat's all white, or maybe it's got a blue hull. But about maybe our first boat was back in 2008. We painted the whole thing black. We did graphics on it. And people just went crazy for it. And then fast forward a little bit to about 2014, we built an all silver boat. Uh, it was a Porsche color. The guy is a big Porsche file. Was it GT silver? It was GT silver. It's oh, exactly right. So the I guy's a big it. Porsche file and he's like, Harris, we need to build the whole boat in GT silver. And then I want the upholstery to look like the inside of a Mercedes Benz with the cross stitching and the whole nine yards. And we're like, cool, man, whatever you want. Like, you know, you're building this super expensive, amazing boat. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And so we did it. And that boat just sort of 
tip the scales and everyone's like, oh, this is what a boat's supposed to look like. You know, you look at a Pershing, which is a, a bigger style. It's a 60 to 100 foot boat that's more well-known. You'd probably see in some movies and stuff. And that boat historically has been uh, gray tones. Yeah. And so we sort of take that inspiration and moved it to a smaller boat, which we were the first people to really do. And it became very successful. And so when you walk out of my office into my warehouse and it tends to be mostly silvers. And then, you know, there's a blue boat or there's a white boat or there's a, you know, a red boat, but generally speaking, that sort of silver gray look has been unbelievably popular. Yeah, and it's so pretty on the water. It's so pretty on the water. And yeah. it, it gives it, you know, a forward looking, I don't want to say futuristic. I don't think that's the right word, but it, it looks it's modern. a wow. Yeah. And it's also like a wow, you know, for sure. Like uh, to put it in perspective for the listeners, my girlfriend who is not a boater and I'm trying to, when she listens to this, she'll hear, I'm trying to turn her on to the boating lifestyle <laughs> a little more and then a little more slowly, but surely we're getting her there. But you know, when she saw the boat, she was like, wow, she's literally, she was like, wow, this is a really, really cool boat. And this is coming from someone that doesn't know boats, doesn't care. Sure. And to put it into also perspective for the listeners, you're not talking about mega yachts where people are automatically going to say, wow, that's a gorgeous boat. That's so cool. You're talking about, you know, a boat that's, I think the biggest one you guys make is like 60. Yeah, 60 footer. Yeah, 60 footer. So they're not huge boats, but let's talk about sizes now. How many different sizes do you guys make? I know it's not crazy amount, yeah, right? Yeah, so we've got five active and then we're building another one. So we start with a 34, we make a 37, we make a 39, we make a 43 and we make a 60. And now we're building a 52 to bridge the gap between the 43 and the 60 footer. Oh, nice. So the 52 is in production right now. First one will be done in a couple months and uh, we've already got a bunch of orders for those. So that's Amazing. that's a super exciting project that we're doing Amazing. right now. And for all the listeners in other countries, when you say those numbers, we're talking in feet. We're not talking right, in- that's right. We're not talking meters. In, yeah, we're not talking in meters. We're talking in feet. So um, there's a few different sizes and, and quickly I wanna pause for a second. And I know I've said it consistently, but I think that for all of you listeners out there that may not be boaters, and obviously this podcast focuses on the shit that's not taught in school. And the reason I wanted to bring Harris on is not only because I like the product that they produce and the company that they have, but it's also something that when you go out on a boat, you're with friends, you're with family, and you're enjoying life. So yes, you're buying a cool, a fast, a gorgeous looking boat, but it's also the memories that are going to be made on the boat, which I think are very important to talk about, right? We've only had, uh, for all of you listeners, my family does own a midnight, but we, <laughs> we've only had the boat for what, five months? Four Not months? Even, yeah, yeah four, four months. months. Yeah. And we've put like, I think a hundred hours on it. Yeah. We love it. And we've made memories on it. We've made new close friends uh, yeah. just because of the boating <laughs> world. So I think for, if you're not a boater, definitely listen into this interview because it's a very unique market that Harris and his brother are the best and the best in, but it's also a good learning lesson to show how you may not need to start something from the ground up. They took a product that they saw potential in, they changed it, they rebranded and they built it up to be the best of the best. So definitely listen in, but Harris, let's get into the build process a little bit so sure. people can start to understand how many boats a year do you guys build? Yeah, so we'll we'll build a little over 40 boats a year. 40 boats a year. Amazing. Yeah. And and what is that build process very briefly? I know there's a lot that goes into it from start to finish. Yeah, so uh, it's a composite boat, which means it's fiberglass and resin. So we use an, a technology called infusion. So 
we lay the gel coat in and then we lay fiberglass dry in the mold followed by core and then we put a big bag over it we suck the air out and infuse the resin in so that creates less weight which gives you more speed more fuel efficiency and a stronger product so that's the building so all the parts on the boat are fiberglass the hull the deck the seats, the hard top are all fiberglass. Uh, the arch, which is what holds the hard top above your head to give you yeah. um, shade, that's made out of aluminum. So a lot of the other parts are aluminum and some are stainless steel. Okay. And we power it by two, three, four, five, or six motors on the back. Um, right now, the, the motor is the 450 is the big motor that we're selling the most of. That's a Mercury Marine, Mercury Racing, excuse me, motor. Um, 450 horsepower weighs 700 pounds. We'll put four or five or six on or three, you know, whatever, whatever the boat, yeah. whatever the client it's, requires. But it's amazing the, when the you see six engines back there. Yeah, the more the merrier. And and so that brings the boat from speeds, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. And so customer comes in, chooses colors, chooses options. Every boat we build is for a client. I don't build any, I have no boats in for stock. So yeah. everything is for client, client, gives me a deposit, they wait quite a bit of time, we build their boat, yeah. but uh, it's their way. And that's something that's that's great, right? They get on the boat and it's exactly laid out the way they want it to be with the colors they want it and the options they want it. Yeah, I think that's a really cool part of Midnight too, is that you don't make any boats for stock. You don't make any just to go sell them on BoatTrader.com. No. You make them for... Hopefully one day I'll come in here and say, hey, Harris, I want my own midnight. <laughs> and so, absolutely. And so, you know, you you come in here and you really get exactly what you want. There's no, oh, I wish I would have got this option. It's like buying a used car, right? It's like the price is great, but it's missing this feature. What's that feature mean to you? How much does it mean to you? Do you really want to buy that car or not? So I think that's a really cool part of it. But let's talk about the time, right? So let's say right now I came to you. I said, Harris, I want to build the boat. How long from that point on, from when I give you a deposit to when I get the boat, are you telling people? A few years? In today's world, it's about 18 months. Wow. That's um, great. But that also has driven the used business as well. So yeah. I only deal in my boats and Midnight Expresses, but the used market for most boats right now is hot. COVID has accelerated wanting to be outside and then do things in what would be a protected environment. And on your boat, you're in your own little world. Yeah. So you're in your own protected environment and they say outside safer. So it's, you know, the first few months were, we didn't know, nobody knew, right? Luxury goods in the downturn tend to do poorly. This has been the complete opposite, yeah. I mean, not just boats, but luxury goods overall. However, it's been an explosion for boats and an explosion for our brand as well. Um, we sold as many used boats last year as we did new boats, which wow. is by far in a way we've never done that. Yeah, that's um, amazing. You know, just trading in and being creative and buying boats and selling boats and, you know, being creative to keep people in your brand and then allow them to either build a new boat. So some guys don't want to wait that year and a half. So great. Here's a used boat. I'll take the used boat for now. It may not be the exact you want, but it's it's still a Minette Express. It's still a great boat. Yeah. And now you can build the boat you want. You take a small, you know, hit on the you give them a little loaner and, and for yeah, a small it's, it's fee. It's almost like a loaner. You're yeah, right. Yeah, for it, a small fee. For a small fee, you get a loaner, and and you know, it's your boat. You own it. You know, you insure it. But this way, you can be out on the water. So as you all can hear, the wait time is out there, which should show you all how high of a demand they have, which should equate to you guys understanding that they really are the best of the best. There's other boat brands. I don't even know if Harris knows this, but 
when my family was started to look at new boats, I think they met you at the boat show originally. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking with my little brother who I've talked about on the show before, and he's the boater in the family, right? <laughs> he's the one that drives the boat. That's right. I'm he, impressed. Yeah. He does everything with the boat. And at first he was like, I don't know about a midnight. I'm like, Jet, trust me. They are super cool boats. Just check them out, look at them. And then ever since the day you took them out on the water with it, he was sold on it. So I'm, I'm glad that happened, but they are such great boats. They're built perfectly for what you said a day boat and that's what we use ours for go to lunch go here go there so you're using a product that families couples individuals are getting great use out of like Absolutely. i said before making new memories on but i wanted to talk about the engines you brought them up i think you call them mercury racing yes. engines break it down for the listeners that might not understand what those are because ladies and gentlemen that are listening now when you see a boat with an outboard engine, which means that the engine is exposed, you can see it. It's not hidden underneath. You're used to seeing maybe an engine that's a 150. It has 150 on the back, <laughs> and there's just one of them on the back, right? Or maybe in a rare instance, there's two. Harris and his team are making some with, like you said, four, five, six, but they have, they're not 150. You got to add, you know, 300 to that. They're 450. So break down the engines for them. Yeah. So we're exclusive with Mercury Marine. Mercury Marine's owned by Brunswick, which is a public company. Mercury Racing is a subdivision of Mercury okay. Marine. So like your boat has Mercury Marine 400 horsepower engines yep. coming off the main line. The ones we've been building lately, the majority of them have been Mercury Racing. That's a 450 horsepower supercharged wow. V8, wow. marinized, meaning it, the V8 is specific to the marine world and we're putting multiple on back. They all speak to each other. You still have only two levers as your throttles um, and then you have the gauges on your display so yeah. like in your car you've got one gauge that tells you rpm you have in a boat that has four engines will have four gauges that yeah. have that show the rpm of all four motors yeah yeah there's a lot of screens in them because you got a lot of stuff to make there's sure a lot of information to yeah. make sure yeah 100 percent. this is a question i had for you and this i didn't even have this one written down but i'll ask it when you have a boat with five engines in the back and you have two throttles levers however you want to call them what's happening with that middle engine you yeah, know? so there's something called shadow drive that Mercury patented. So okay. the middle motor is called the shadow motor. So if the, so port and starboard, port is left, starboard yep. is right. Uh, if the port two are in forward and the starboard two are in reverse, that middle motor will be doing nothing. Oh, okay. It doesn't turn. Got so it. So if, let's say the port two are at 100% of throttle and yeah. the starboard two are at 50% of the throttle, that middle motor would be at about 75. It'll average itself out. So okay. it, it's shadowing what the others are doing. Now, gotcha. if all are in gear then, forward, then they're all five and four. If they're sense. all in reverse, they're all in reverse. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. That's great though. But that's what's giving you know the boat the power besides the weight and things like that is the engines that are making that boat go, like you said, 60 to maybe we'll possibly get in triple digits for insurance reasons, maybe not. But <laughs> we, we, we're not sure yet. Yeah, but that's what's pushing the boat. So, and for all of you, if this is triggering you to become interested in boating, the way I remember port, P-O-R-T, four letters left, L-E-F-T. So you remember port, left. Good, good yeah, little, that's good, a good, that's a good, good little, little trick. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I remember it. But let's talk about prices. And I think that people know boats are expensive, but... If you're standing, sit down because the prices are hefty, right? You're paying for what you get for. So let's talk about prices. Sure. How to break that down for them. 
Well, so look, everything's custom. So there's no two boats that go here out of here yeah. with the same price. Um, and it depends on the size of the boat. A 34, obviously smaller boat, less materials is going to be less money. Um, What's the base starting like, you know, somewhat optioned out, but not really if you had to just guesstimate off the top uh, of your head. On like head. a 34, yep. you're probably at like $400,000. And what about like, the 60 footer? Uh, you know, you're not going to buy a base 60 footer, right? You're going to, yeah. it's going to be, it comes pretty low to standard, quote so unquote. like but 2 million? 3 million for 3 a million? 60, yeah. Okay. With six motors, but that would be loaded up. I mean, you're talking air conditioning, generator, you know, Seakeeper uh, gyro stabilizer system. Yeah. And Seakeeper, what is that? It makes so the boat doesn't Yeah, it's move. a gyro stabilizer. So uh, it doesn't help with the XY axis, which would be the, forward to back axis yeah. it's the left to right axis so it would stop it from uh moving left to right yeah. so certainly some people get seasick it, yeah like it, bobbing around like that yeah it sort of helps it, ha with that. it helps with that it, it stabilizes it out it's unbelievable i have a video that i show clients just from a day it was really rough one of my clients wanted to see what it was like and you can turn it on and off very quickly you can engage it very quickly. And so we we did it and I took a video of it. And in the background, you can hear the client being, oh my God, that's amazing. Put it <laughs> on the new boat. That's what I need. And it, you know, playing with the sound gives you the extra, yeah. but it's really the visual of the video. You can see the boat, you know, yawing left and right versus when you turn it on and it just stays. So it prolongs your day on the water. Is it necessary? Of course not. I mean, we've been building boats for 20 yeah. years without doing that, but it prolongs your day on the water and maybe so you have someone who is maybe more hydrophobic and doesn't really yeah. like being on the water and, and it can make them more at ease and more comfortable. Good thing for those that need to build up their sea legs. Yes, huh? for sure. Absolutely. So you sort of talked about it, but I didn't ask the question directly, but in your opinion, there's obviously other luxury center consoles out there. What sets Midnight Express aside from those other brands? Yeah, so I think it's a few things. So a lot of my clients will tell me it's our accessibility. Uh, my brother and I are the owners. We're here every day in the office. Our cell phones are available to our clients. If they have a problem, they can call us if they need to. Now, we obviously have a full set of employees that, that can yeah. answer those questions and you know are set up. I have service managers and, and service people. But uh, I think it's what, one of the things is availability. I, I, one client said, okay, great, you go buy another boat, but on a Saturday when you have a problem, who are you calling? Well, I'm gonna call Harris. And maybe Harris can't fix it over the phone, but at least he's gonna, it. he's gonna help troubleshoot it. Yeah. Maybe he'll call his brother, maybe he'll call one of his technicians, and at least we're gonna know. And it's not, oh, well, I gotta wait till Monday, and then it's a month to get my boat in because everyone's so busy. You know, We try to put everyone first. And I yeah. think that's that's been certainly an important factor to our success uh, is availability and accessibility. And it's not just of my brother and I, right? It's my whole team, yeah. my sales guys, my marketing people, my service team. It's making the clients feel like they're important, which they are. Yeah. They, our biggest source of sales leads is from existing clients. Yeah. And so you make an existing client happy, they're gonna say, Hey guys, you should go buy a Minette Express. Those guys are great. You know, if you don't answer your phone and you know you treat them poorly, they're gonna say, "Yeah, maybe I like the boat, but these guys don't answer their their phone." Yeah. You know, that's not as fun of an experience. Exactly. You know, these guys, my clients, are all successful business people. This is their outlet. Yeah. So 
maybe they only use the boat once a month. You know, maybe some of these guys are so busy they only use the boat once a month. Well, they want the boat to work. And if it doesn't work, they want to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Right. So getting that to happen is important. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can't make everybody happy. And so that's one of the things that we've had to learn over time is try to make everyone happy. Maybe that's not possible, but if you did your best in trying to make everyone happy, I think you know, that's how you can that's sleep at night. That's all you can give to. That's it. all you can give. Yeah, and I think the customer service aspect is very important because whenever we've had a problem, we call you guys, or is Chris the service manager? Chris is the service yeah, manager, right? Yeah, you guys always answer. You always answer your phone, and that's a huge added benefit. And I think, you know, a good reason for someone to say, okay, I want to buy a midnight. You know, boats, they're going to have a problem eventually, in my opinion. Boats will break, absolutely. Yeah, it's in always. a saltwater environment, which is one of the harshest environments yeah. you can be in. And they're going to break. And having the comfort and the safety net of knowing that you guys are there for your clients and for your customers when a problem arises, it helps them sleep at night. They don't have to worry about it as much. 100%. You know, they don't have to. But I think that's a great answer that sets you aside. And I love it because it's nothing to do with the boat. The product sells itself when it comes down to the customer experience, the customer service, the level of expertise that you guys have to troubleshoot these problems via FaceTime, via phone. You know, we sure. FaceTimed with Chris yeah. on the boat before. Yeah. So I think that's a big way to show the type of company that you guys are and the reason that people coming back word of mouth, you know, you guys don't really do much advertising, quote we do, unquote. We do no advertising except for boat shows would be an advertising expense that we yeah. do have. Uh, and obviously with COVID, there were none. So yeah. the last 18 months, there've been no boat shows, but they're coming back. That's the only advertising we do. And, and we only do three of them a year. We do Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Palm Beach, and that's it. Yeah, well, I'll have to see you this year at Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I just think they put tickets for sale for Fort Lauderdale this yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's coming, yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> what is the coolest option you think you guys have available for anyone to put on their midnight? That's an interesting question. We put, uh, on some of our boats, will extend the hard top, which is the piece that goes over your head to keep you shaded. Yeah. So we'll extend the hard top past the seat. Okay. And then we'll put, we build in a rain shower over it, a lit LED lit rain shower over top it. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it has two functions, right? It has the family function and it has the not so family <laughs> function. So the family function is you got little kids and you know, you gotta, sh they're in the salt water, you gotta shower them off in fresh water. And so there's a great way to shower them off in fresh yeah. water. Easily, it's a shower. Yeah. The other not as family way is, you know, you can use your imagination, but- You can it, use the shower how you, you please can, to use the yeah, shower. exactly. So <laughs> that was, I mean, I, I don't take credit for half of the things that are on the boats because it's clients walking in and be like, hey man, this would be cool. Or, hey, can we do this? And that's one of our, another sort of unique thing we do is we rarely say no in terms of, customization. We, we yeah. will if we have to, but we try our best to either work around it or add it or or do what we need to do to make the boat there. So if it's adding a shower built in, that's great. No problem. That's easy. You know, something that's harder, yeah. we can do. And it's making the boat for the client. And we've seen it's very, a little copycat. Clients have something like that shower that's been very successful or very cool, we'll call it. One person will do it, and then someone else everyone sees it, and then it. everyone wants yeah. it. So that shower, I've, I mean, I sell to people who don't even think that, you know, they don't need the shower. They think they want it. Because it's cool. It's cool, That's right? It's a cool feature. Right. They, they see a, a video on Instagram, yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, we need this option for yeah. sure. Yeah, isn't it crazy how that works? You know, 
now that we know more about the brand, more about what you guys did with it, I want to sort of circle back and talk about what the brand was before you guys were involved and what it is now. So now people know what it is today, right? What was it before that? When you guys came into it, what was the brand? Probably a little more fishing centric. We probably do less fishing now. We do sponsor a fishing team. We can build a fishing boat, not our bread and butter, but a little more fishing centric. You know, the boats were our white top sides and, you know, maybe a light blue or a light yellow or whatever it may be. Certainly there were some government contracts. And so that was the original sort of claim to fame. So Midnight Express has built boats for governments all over the world. So before coming in, yeah, Customs and Border Protection has a lot of them. So the useful life of them wasn't supposed to be very long, but they have some boats that are over 20 years and still in service. They're phasing them out as we speak, but we've built for governments around the world, I think about 150 boats. That's maybe maybe a little less than that, maybe 130. I'd have to have to do the numbers. Yeah. But the previous owner only had the brand for seven years, and we've owned it for 15. Oh wow! So yeah, it's it's my brand yeah, now. Yeah, 100. Percent. I just wanted the listeners to understand that sort of the bigger picture here that you can take over something and not necessarily need to start from the ground up. You took a brand and you created your own product out of it. You took the base. What I always say on the show is I want to teach a basic level of understanding that basic knowledge that's needed to build on things out in the real world. But at least here, you can build that foundation. And that's exactly what you guys did. You had the foundation, you had the knowledge, you came in here and you used what you had and you took it to your advantage and you created this successful, amazing, super cool, luxurious boat brand. And with that being said, because you created that in a business way, I want to transition here a little bit and go into a more business-driven conversation because of what the podcast is about, the shit that's not taught in school. And maybe sure. at Babson, they were teaching a little bit well, more of this stuff, <laughs> but you know, it needs to be talked about. But where do you see Midnight Express as a company, as a brand in five years from today? Yeah, so I think it's still doing the same things we're doing it's not to build a brand for, yeah. for a quick buck, right? Mm-hmm. It's to build a brand for long-term. Yeah. When we bought the company 15 years ago, center consoles weren't a big market share. It was a small market share. And now center consoles is probably the biggest market share. I'm making that number up. I have no idea. I, but I, <laughs> I would guess so, I, I would I would guess. And certainly in South Florida, it is. That's for sure. For sure. Um, you know, we have more competitors now than ever. Yeah. Uh, but then we're also more successful, you know. I think in five years, I hope I'm I'm still sitting here doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't really want to change. It's about innovating within what we already have. I think the competition, though. Sorry to cut you off. I think the competition helps you guys out because you're at the top, right? So, you know, there's a lot of other brands that just aren't building boats to do what you guys do. So, you know, when I'm out on the water and another center council passes me, I'll leave out a name of a company just because I will, but another brand of boats passes me, they're looking at our boat. And yes. and and I guarantee the owner of that boat is sitting there saying, you know, one day I want to get a midnight, you know, because that's at the top. So I think the competition doesn't hurt you guys. I actually think it helps you because it there's does. so many options out there and you guys are the top and it's, you know, that people want to climb the ladder to get to the top of it. Yeah. So when I sell a boat and, I, and, you know, clients walk in all the time, hey, how do you compare to brand X? How do you compare to brand Y? I'm looking at brand Z. And that's great. That's fine, right? There's always going to be competition. And so the way I sell isn't, 
well, brand X doesn't do this and brand Y can't do that. That's yeah. a terrible way to sell your product. It's, hey, brand X makes a great boat, but here are the things that I do and yeah. here's my boat and here's how I build my boat. Yeah. And look at what I do. I'll never say to a customer, oh, brand X stinks. That's because I've lost credibility because that's just a weak way out. Yeah. It's 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 lazy. Mm -hmm. It's lazy. 100%. Here's everything I do. And if you like that, that's great. I'd love to have you as a customer. And if you don't like that, that's okay too. But then also other brands are innovating as well, right? It's We're hardly the, the only people to be innovating in yeah. our industry. And it's a great way to pull ideas and see. And our clients may pull ideas. They may say, hey, I went to Brand X and, and they do this. Can you do this? And it's like, yeah, of course I can do that. No yeah. one's ever asked for That's it. That's the but cool I can part do about you guys is you can do, you know, someone comes in here since they're building the boat from scratch, you can do whatever, you know, you guys can use your Absolutely. imagination to do, they can implement that into reality. Absolutely. And that's part of what's unique about boats over, let's say, cars or or RVs, you know, the marine industry and the RV industry get compared to a lot. But you can't walk into the Winnebago dealer and, you know, no. ask for a third fold-out, you know, yeah. bedroom in their 40-footer, no. you know? Uh, and you certainly can't walk into a, uh, you know, maybe you can walk into a Ferrari dealership and ask ask something custom, but you better be someone you've better had 20 Ferraris before and, and yeah. you're going to you're gonna pay for it and you're also going to wait for it. 100%. But you can't go and add like an exhaust, you know, if yeah, there's two on the offer. side. Yeah, they sure. don't offer it, but sure. you can't, you can add right. something They're on midnight. They're not going to put a V12 if there's, a v, if there's yeah, only exactly. a V8. Exactly. And so that's something that's unique to the marine industry and certainly even more unique to us because we really do specialize in customizations. Yeah. That's that's a big reason people do come to us. So because you have all these customizations and the process gets complex and confusing, I'm sure at times you're stressed. Yeah, for of sure. Course. For sure. What is the most challenging part of owning a boat company? I think uh, being that we're hands-on owners and you know we're here every day and and you know we see everything we walk out on the floor and and I'm in contact with clients certainly human capital is tough yeah. finding good especially right now especially now but it's always been hard I mean thank god we have a great core group of people I've got tons of employees How that many have been employees with me. do you have um somewhere around 120 right now okay um I've got Plenty of guys who work for me, who build the boats, who've been with me for 14, 15 years. That's great. Uh, my general manager is been with Midnight since he was 16. Wow. He started sweeping the floors and he worked his way up to rigging boats. And then he was on the service side and then he was rigging boats again. And then the opportunity came for him to be a manager and he took it and he's thrived with it. Um, That's amazing. Story. And, and so, you know, we're a family business. My brother and I, my father, you know, he unfortunately passed away years ago, but uh, he was part of it as well. And I think fostering within the organization is important. Yeah. You know, they're absolutely. already here, they're already vested, they're already here for a reason. You know, let's give them a reason to stay and to be more successful. Um, so hu human capital has been difficult, certainly. Yeah. Um, but look, I deal with a super demanding clientele. I mean, that's the, it, I'm sure the stress comes with that alone. Th there is, right? It's, oh my God, I've got a birthday party next week and my boat's, my new boat isn't ready yet. And it's like, wow, maybe you shouldn't have had those 12 change orders you did yeah. yesterday. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, um, yeah. there's always something building the custom boats, supply chain issues, uh, you know, everything down from our paint supplier saying, oh, the pigment in this paint 
I don't have it. We've got to overnight it from Europe or we've got to ship it from Europe. So it's going to take extra days. Well, now I can't paint the boat today. It's got to paint next week, which then pushes how long it takes Everything to build back. it, right? Yeah. Or Mercury is having an unbelievable time trying to get us parts right now. I mean, everybody is, but I use I single Mercury out unfairly. But, you know, there's just... There's no supply out yeah, there. The supply chain the is supply all chain up. is very messed up at the moment. Um, so the client walks in and says, "Hey, I need my boat for my birthday next, or the, you know, my daughter's birthday yeah. next week." And then you're like, "Yeah, that's I feel for you, man. I'm sorry." And you know, you're like, "Call the levies. They have one you could take right. out." <laughs> Most people yeah. understand, but yeah. it's 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 hard, you know. And some guys, they all get it. My clients are all own their own businesses. I'm not sure I have any corporate clients. And so they get it. Maybe they don't want to get it, but they, but they get do. it. Yeah. And so in the end, if you can reason with them and, and explain to them, you know, it's not like I don't want you to have your boat. I want you to have your boat. But I just can't physically give it to you. Yeah. Can't get it. Yeah. So that they get it. They may not be happy, but they get it. And that's just part of owning a boutique lug, you know, ultra luxury brand is that 100%. you've got to cater to you know, some demands that are unreasonable, perhaps. Yeah. What is something that you wish someone would have told you before running or owning a boat company? If you would have said, oh, I wish I had this advice beforehand, what would that have been for running a corporation like yeah, this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm, I'm still learning new things every day and new advice to give myself. You know, I wish my father was still around because he was always a beacon of great advice. Uh, He's but, watching down on you. Yeah, I appreciate it. But um, I think there, I mean, there's a bunch of things. So, you know, at the beginning, we, at the very beginning, it was like, we're never, you know, no, there's no discount. This is the price. Well, that wasn't reasonable 15 years ago. Everybody was giving a discount. And so you got to give a discount too. And so I think if someone's coming to you with an offer, there's a deal to be made. You know, some of the best deals are when neither side, quote unquote, happy, but they kind of are, Yeah, you know, maybe you're not getting all the money and maybe they're not getting the cheapest price in the entire world, but, but it's at a reasonable number yeah. and you both are fine, right? Yeah. I'm going to make money and you're going to have a boat that you didn't overpay for. For sure. So that's certainly one thing. And then look, customer service, customer service, customer service. It's taken us a long time to figure that out. And sometimes we're stubborn about it too, you know, but I don't want to say the customer is always right, but it's always try to help, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the customer is not always right. I couldn't uh, agree with that more. You know, I don't like that saying because I, I don't think it's fair, but the customer should always have a voice and you should be able to listen to it and then help the best yeah. you can. And that doesn't mean, you know, uh, you know, your receipt says you bought a blue car and you, you got a red car and oh my God, you know, that, that's not, it's never like that. It, yeah. it's, Unless the client or customer is colorblind. Right. <laughs> uh, customer service is, is really, you know, it's, and I yeah. learn every day too. I mean, I learn every day. Yeah. So I'm sure in the beginning, you maybe made some promises that weren't kept and you quickly learn not to make certain promises, especially yeah. with people that want something at a certain time. Under promise and over deliver, yeah, right? It's not, it, you know, you don't want to over promise and under deliver, never, you know, if anything. Never. Hey, it's going to take 18 months and maybe you get it to him in 16. Oh my God, the guy's the happiest guy. You know, the family's the happiest family in the yeah. world if you get it in 16 months when you told him 18, but you tell him 18 and it's 24. Ah, uh, you told me 18. And, you know, sometimes that's out of your control and sometimes it's not, but it's it's trying to create realistic expectations. Yeah. So with all that being said, how important is it in business? Would you tell the listeners it is to be 
honest and transparent in business transactions. I'm super honest to a fault probably. I you know, I've probably not made as much money or lost money certain ways by being too honest, but I don't go to sleep being like, oh man, what lie did I tell Joe today? And you know, especially if I have 80 customers a year plus the 80 from last year, you know, you can't keep track of your own lies if you're lying. So I'm honest to a fault. My brother would be even more honest to a fault. I mean, he'll tell clients, you know, no, you're wrong. You're an idiot. You're stupid. (laughs) It's not malicious. It's just, hey, this is the deal. Yeah, this is what it. it is. And maybe it's not what you want to hear. I'm sorry, but this is it. Well, what would you say is the coolest experience or story that has happened to you or the brand because of who you guys are? and what you do. You know, maybe it was someone cool that loved the midnight that you're like, wow, you still look up to this person. Yeah. Well, what would you say? So we've had a lot of celebrity clients, which is great. You know, not all of them, the purchase wasn't, oh, I'll buy your boat in exchange for. Yeah. I've never done that. So those are cool. We've had some athletes and I, I'm a big, I've always, I grew up as a sports fan. So we've had some very big athletes and that's super cool for me personally. Yeah. Um, I think now getting our brand where it is and hearing stories from other people who aren't in Florida will be like, maybe it's a friend or a family member will be telling me a story of, hey, oh my God, someone was talking about boats and they mentioned Midnight Express out of the blue. And I said, oh, that's my family member, or, oh, that's my friend. And they're like, oh my God, that's the coolest boat. And they're so far removed from me personally that I think it's cool that we've built a brand that's not a hyper-local brand, it's yeah. an international brand, and that is recognizable. I mean, obviously more in the marine industry than it would to someone you know who lives in Oklahoma and, and isn't on the water. Yeah. But I think building a brand that's, that's recognizable is for me, feels amazing. And just, you know, listening to stories of other people tell me how they, Midnight Express came up and it's unrelated. That's, so I'll tell you a story that hopefully will make you feel amazing. (laughs) I didn't even plan this, but a week ago, I had to run up to Walgreens and I was wearing my Midnight shirt, you know, and I I was in line and some guy, he was like really close to me (laughs) looking at my shirt, but I was like, I didn't really realize. And then I turned around, I was like, well, this guy's pretty close. So I walked a few steps forward and that's when he said something because I kind of gave him a dirty look and I feel bad (laughs) about it. But he's like, is that a Midnight Express on the back of your shirt? And I was like, yeah, it is. He's like, oh my God, those are just the coolest boats. And I was like, I was in a rush. I felt bad. So I couldn't really chat with him too much, but I was like, yeah, they're really great boats. Um, you know, the guys that own and two are super great and super nice. He's like, Harris and Eric. I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's like, they're super nice. I didn't even get his name or anything. He's like, Hey man, good luck with the midnight. Like those things are awesome. You know, that's that, that's awesome to that's hear. Great. So it's, it's cool when you make that connection with someone because then you guys just hit it off. Right. You For know, sure. like, like, you know, we've made close friends just yeah. from going on the owner's runs and things like that. Yeah. We've made close friends. So it's definitely a cool feeling, but we talked about the most challenging part of owning the brand or the company Midnight Express, what would you say is the most rewarding feeling of being one of the owners? Yeah, I think being able to look out on the water and and see a Midnight Express <laughs> and say, you know, we built that, you know, our team built that. I was sitting at dinner the other night and on the water and a boat comes screaming through at like 7.30, like dusk time, 7.30, 7.45. 
and it was pretty far away. And I was, and I said to my wife, I said, I think that's a midnight. And she looks and she goes, yeah, that is a midnight. And I have terrible long eyesight. I wear glasses yeah. and it pulls up and it's a 43 midnight. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so's boat. And it just, you know, it's, my boat's recognizable from a For distance. Sure. You can always tell you which boat's a midnight. You can always tell a midnight express. Always. And so I think that's I think that part of it is super cool and super rewarding for for me to know that we've built this company and this brand of that's recognizable and yeah. you know you see it from a mile away and you're like oh I built that boat I and I know that boat yeah. you know that's for me ha- that's got to be an awesome feeling. Every for boat you. I see there's a story behind it. Oh that was Bill's boat. You know, Bill built that boat first, and then I sold it to Joe, and then yeah. you know whatever it may be. And so that that every boat has its own little story, and and I think that's really unique and very cool. And then I can, most of the times, pick out oh that's hull number whatever. Wow, that's and so crazy. I know oh that was the fortieth forty three I built, and that was for this guy, and now this guy owns it, and and here it is in front of me. And how cool is that? Yeah, that's got to be. What well, do you know? What ours was? What number build ours was? Yeah, I do. Uh, now I have to, you're putting me on the spot yeah, now I have to think I mean, about I it, but I do, I do, I do. Give me a second and I'll think about it. All right. All right. While, he, while he's thinking yeah. for a second, <laughs> I, I will uh, tell you all that my family has been boating for a long time. I One, grew up 128, on- 128, 128, 128, 37. Yeah. So you've- 128. The 128th, 37 foot boat I love that it. we've built. Look at that. He really, you, you know, there's no way for me to fact check no, him on it's that. Right. It's right. <laughs> no, I believe him. Harris, <laughs> Harris is an honest guy. He just talked about honesty. But if someone's listening right now and they're inspired, they, you know, whether they want to work in the marine industry, whether they want to start their own boat company, what would be your advice to them as someone that owns the best of the best boats out right now? Yeah. So I think in terms of working in the boat industry, there's plenty of opportunities. And so I think that has to go back to whether it's the marine industry or any other industry, it's working. I think I told the story of my general manager. Yeah, You get with a company that you like mm-hmm. and you can be its CEO. Yeah, Maybe not tomorrow, but if you believe in yourself and you work hard, you can move up the ladder. And so I think that's something that gets lost these days is, you know, you don't have to be the owner of the company or you don't have to be a millionaire to own the company. You can work up and be unbelievably well paid working for a company that you like. And you could have started sweeping the floors if you wanted, or you could have started, you know, in the entry level job hundred percent at that place. And you know, if you dedicate yourself and you work hard and you show up on time and you're reliable, I think those are the traits, you know, forget school. I mean, I don't know how many people in my organization went to college, but I'm sure it's, you can count it on two hands. Mm-hmm. I think work ethic and reliability yeah. go further than anything. And I think it'll get you further than A hundred percent. And I think because... I always tell the guests, the majority of the people that listen to this podcast are of a younger generation. My generation, a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older. But I think that's something that's been lost is that work ethic. People don't have that same drive and motivation that they used to. And I don't know if it's because of the participation trophy (laughs) bullshit that's going on or what's happening, but they don't have that work ethic. But for all of you out there that are listening right now, whatever you're doing, 
put 100% effort into it. I always talk about leadership on the show, Harris. And that is what being a leader is and leading by example is setting an example for people to strive, for people to be successful. And I always say, however they measure it, people might not measure success in terms of money. They might measure it in terms of happiness or healthiness. So however they measure it, they're leaders. But for all of you out there, have a good work ethic, but also be positive and be mindful of certain people's situations because someone might be going through something that you don't recognize, but be a leader to them. And if that's at your work, say, Hey, can I help you out with something? Be a good coworker, be a good leader, be a good role model, all of those things. And as we wind down to the end of the interview, I have a few last questions for you. And these are some I ask every single guest that come on the show typically. (laughs) And the first is because of what my family does and what I'm going to be going into, which is taxes. And you know that. How important is it in a business world and running a company to have the right tax people on your side? Well, yeah, it's it's super important, right? Being, I mean... Certainly, I'm not a CPA and I'm not an accountant. And so I think having the proper people on your side is important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, I mean, the tax code, I'm sure, is way more complicated than just about everything else in this country. <laughs> you know, as complicated as the legal system. But uh, yeah, you need the right people. And, and it's, I mean, but that goes to everything, right? You need the 100%, right. 100%. It goes to everything. You, you need the right attorneys. You need the right you insurance know, agent. Insurance agent. Yeah. Everything. It goes down to everything, right? 100%. I always bring up taxes because then I plug it. So if all of you listeners, if any of you do need help with your taxes or have a tax matter that is complicated and have a question, feel free to call our office, 800 Tax Levy. That's T A X L E V Y. You can also visit the website, Levy Tax Help. Dot com, and we will always be here to assist you for any tax matters or needs that you do have. And Harris, if someone wants to contact you, wants to contact Midnight, what is the best way that they should do so? The website? Yeah, through the website. The contact us goes straight to our- Is our, the website Midnight Express? It's, it's midnightboats.com. Midnightboats.com. Yeah. And then uh, you can contact right through the, there's a contact form that goes, that goes right to- my head of marketing and, and she forwards everything to me that's, they also that's have addressed a to me. Very, very cool social media page on Instagram. I follow them on Facebook too. I shouldn't say follow, I like their page on <laughs> Facebook, but it's very cool. So what is that? Midnight Express so Boats? Midnight Express Boats is our Instagram handle. Yeah. And yeah, it's been that's really actually cool. been really successful. I think we have two hundred and fifteen or sixteen thousand followers now. That's just been growing a hundred percent organically. Yeah. I love it. I love the you know the Father's Day post was of of me and Jet driving the boat and my oh, dad staying in the front. He like loved it. He's oh, like, this is the best funny. Father's Day gift ever. That's, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't run it, yeah. but that, that's really funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was like, today's the day to let the kids drive the boat or oh, something like that. I think I remember that. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. That's it was, a, that is a good post. It was something, really it good. was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. But for the last question of the interview, and this is one that no matter who it is, no matter what they do, I ask this on the show. And that is, Harris, what do you wish you knew about anything in general, life, when you were in your early 20s? I think it's that life is short and do what you want to do. I love do. that. I, I, really, I really think that's great. I think, that's, I think that is important. Yeah, that, it's very important. It is very important. If you want to work for someone, then work for someone. If you don't, then don't. You want to go on vacation, go on vacation. I love that. I love that. Well, Harris... 
Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, know, you for ma- having me. Maybe we'll man. do a little giveaway with some midnight gear on yeah, Instagram. We got, we we'll do have, something. We can get some merch for you. Yeah, we'll we'll get some swag. We'll get something going for the listeners. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time out of the busy day with all the clients and customers you have no, calling you saying, it. "I need my boat for a birthday party." <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time out of the day. I really enjoyed our conversation, of course, because I'm a huge fan of the products that you guys produce, but also because you're good people and you have energy about yourself and your brother does too that you're just genuinely nice wholehearted honest good people and i think that's important and it's sad to say it's rare in today's world well i appreciate that it's, it's very, very rare yeah thank so you. thank you for coming on the, My best pleasure. Of the best thank you so much thank you midnight is the leading company in the world for luxurious fast center council boats they are the leaders they're setting examples that other brands are following harris and his family are true examples that you can take something that is already there and completely transition what the company was what it is and what it's known for into something great look at what they used with what they had at their advantage they took a brand that wasn't what it is today but that's what they created it to be it's very tremendous i respect them and it's a great brand and when you say the name midnight express to a boater they will tell you how great of a boat that midnight express truly makes Everyone, always remember, it's essential to be a leader in life. In fact, I hold all of you listening right now to a higher standard. So if you are listening to the show, I hold you to a higher standard. And that standard is where you must lead by example while leading. Help others along the way. And also make sure to be learning day after day. Learning keeps our minds healthy and young. They help us explore the world in a different way. They help us understand new ideas. They help us solve problems. Make sure to be learning. I can't emphasize learning and leadership enough as I do every episode. And as always, please continue to spread the word about the best of the best Mavericks Guide to Success to other people to help them become the leaders that we know that they can be because every single person can take something away from listening to any episode of the podcast that there is. So be sure, spread the word, tell someone, tell someone about it, about your favorite episode, about a conversation I had, about the favorite thing that you learned, whatever it is, spread the word about the show because that is leadership. Yes, of course, it's helping the podcast in general, but it's also helping other people become educated about topics that they know that they find interesting or that just helps them understand the world a little bit better. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much. I can't emphasize that enough for listening to another episode of the best of the best Mavericks Guide to Success. Have a good one, everyone.